Hi, this is Ryan File. I'm the web editor and a reporter for the Mail Tribune. I typically host a podcast called First Thing, which is basically a recap of our top stories of the day that's released weekdays. I also host occasional episodes of a second podcast called Insider, where I have a colleague on to talk about a more in-depth project they've been working on. Today I'm joined by Morgan Theophil, who's actually been our summer intern over the past couple months. She's been doing some great work here, but her recent uh, Sunday story, Sky High Bill for Life-Saving Flight, is the reigning champ right now in my eyes. Now, Morgan focused on a little boy uh, named Owen Beasley. He's a local toddler who's almost two, who had a life-saving surgery to correct a birth defect. His parents received a whopper of a bill for the Life Flight Air Ambulance that transported him to Oregon Health and Science University's Dornbecker Child's Hospital, though. $52,304. There are more big numbers in the story, too. Uh, This is from that story. The report finds that the median cost of air ambulance services nationwide doubled between 2010 and 2014 to about $30,000 per transport. A complete analysis of what factors are driving those costs wasn't possible because of a lack of available data, the report says. Examining Air Methods, an air ambulance company that serves 48 states, the report says that the average price per transport surged from $13,000 in 2007 to $49,800 in 2016 a 283% increase. I really wanted to get Morgan on to talk about this because it was a really in-depth story and I just wanted to kind of pick her brain a little bit. So Morgan, welcome. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Yeah. So I'm always interested in the how of these stories. So I'll start there. How did this come across your desk? Sure. So like you mentioned, the story centers on Owen Beasley, who's almost two years old in the area, and he's kind of the narrative of this as he's the one that needed that emergency surgery. So the story came across my desk when his mother, Gretchen, emailed our newsroom, and she just reached out to the general newsroom saying, you know, this is our story a little bit. She kind of touched on it saying, my baby needed this emergency surgery, and so he took this flight almost two years ago. He'll be two years old in September, and said the bill was over $50,000, and I think it's something you guys might care about. So so um, an editor forwarded it along to me and said, this might be something for us to look into. Yeah. And so uh, what was the reporting process for you? I mean, where, where did you start and what were the steps for the duration of, you know, gathering info, data, and the interviewing process? Yeah, so there were a lot of steps for sure, but it started with calling Gretchen and just hearing her story, you know, asking from the start, can you tell me about this whole thing from her perspective? And being almost two years ago, I was curious to know is why she reached out to us now. Um, And so that's something that kind of sparked my attention, but really just brought to light right away the fact that she thinks this is so important and something that people in the community should care about, that it's something she's been talking about for two years, even though this was a while ago. So my process really started there, calling her, listening to their story, meeting with that family, um, and then kind of just instantly going to a broad scope of looking at, you know, why is this so expensive, and who is the company that transported her baby, and who is... Um, a local company that does things differently and how are, you know, what are the bigger number numbers look like and why is this happening and what's the case? So it ended up being a story I've worked on for more than a month to finally pull it all together. Yeah. Um, and obviously it, it, it definitely paid off. It's a very in-depth story. Uh, you not only tell Owen's story, but you balance it with the hard news angle of these really substantial cost hikes. Um, and so I'm curious about what were the most challenging parts to gather and right, and why? Because it seems like a lot of stuff you have to pull together and make it fluid. Right, absolutely. And there were many parts that were challenging. So I think, um, yeah, challenging to, I think when there are situations that 
can seem negative. People don't obviously always want to tell you that right up front. So obviously, you know, this family reached out with the with the perspective of this was so expensive and it's really changed my family's life suddenly having this bill. So then when you call the company saying, why are your flights so expensive? You know, they don't really want to discuss it in that way. So that proved a challenge for a long time to get, um, you know, the specific company, Life Flight Network, that transported her baby to want to talk to me at all and then to kind of want to to be candid about those answers and the fact that maybe this causes hardships for families or just the honesty of why this costs so much money. So that was a challenge working with them and working with the hospitals to kind of hear from them honestly again why, you know, why there's the need for this transport in this area, how often this happens. Again, kind of, yeah, a challenge consistently of getting people to answer the questions that maybe don't look so good all the time, whether or not they're the truth. Um, But yeah, just getting people to really open up and say how things really are was a challenge. For sure, did you have to? Um, did you did you have to work on that? Like, did you have to basically try to convince them multiple times? Then yes, absolutely. I had to every time that I talked to Life Flight Network or OHSU. You know, they re they wanted to hear from the start again, kind of what my story was, kind of wanting to make sure I'm not just framing something with a negative angle on them for any reason. So I always clarify that this is just a story that, you know, is from a local perspective, a local family, this is the truth of what happened to them and it's something that they care about. So I did always kind of have to go back to that and say, you know, and think to myself, make sure I'm doing the right thing, knowing, well, it may be tricky that these numbers are so expensive. If this is how it is, then, you know, they have a right to be honest about that. So it did take a lot of back and forth questioning, kind of signed consent forms and public records requests to finally get people to, you know, open up about the truth of all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I wanted to read another quote from your story. Um, a licensed practical nurse herself, Gretchen, uh, now this is uh, Owen's mother, uh, formerly worked at Rogue Regional Medical Center and says the need for emergency transport to higher level hospitals appears, quote, common in the area. And this is a quote from her. In our rural area, people have to get flown a lot, she says. The hospital doesn't do a lot of pediatric care, so any kids or babies getting flown to OHSU, Oregon Health and Science University again, are left with these huge bills. And I thought this was pretty telling because that essentially means that people with kids here, I, I have two daughters of my own, are somewhat beholden to these services should a more severe medical issue arise and they need to be seen at a different hospital. So am, am I right in surmising that? or? Yeah, and that was something that I almost wish I could have expanded on more in the story, just looking at that side of all of this. When Gretchen, I felt like she had a particularly interesting perspective of being a mother of someone in this situation because she said, I've worked at the hospital and I saw this happen to babies all the time and I had no idea that, you know, you would almost think something like this is free when it's just a medical necessity. So for her, it was pretty powerful. That stuck out to me a lot when she said, Um, Yeah, that exactly, that in our rural area, you know, our hospital can't treat for these extensive surgeries, so seeing this happen all the time is pretty, you know, that's crazy. So, yeah, that was something I think, you know, it's hard to say, yes, we are in an area that doesn't provide this care and this will happen to you. Of course, that's not always the case, and the NICU at Rogue Regional is wonderful and can do most levels of care for babies, but not specialty services, um, and that just require very specific procedures or services, which is discussed a little bit in the story. But it is true that the closest one is OHSU, which is more than 200 miles away. So it was pretty, you know, interesting to hear from them saying, yeah, this does happen. And I think I said in the story, 18 babies last year were transported up there. So it's, 
you know, pretty telling if all of them have bills this large or could be different, but that's, you know, more than one baby a month that needs a specialty service. So it is pretty powerful to recognize that, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, later in the story, you go into a bit of why these flights cost so much. Um, it, it, in the beginning um, of the story, it, it kind of says that that study that there wasn't that weren't really too many factors to look at because of the lack of data. But then later, you do explain a little bit. Um, I, I was hoping you could give me a summary of those reasons again. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, that's something people honestly didn't want to touch on so much right away, just because that is a lot of money. And looking at Gretchen's case, as much as OHSU was, like I said, 200 miles away, she's like, we could have driven our baby, you know, for free, but he needed this surgery that they needed to get there sooner than they could drive. So, of course, you would never say no. Um, But yeah, recognizing that it's so expensive, there definitely are very honest and reasonable answers as to why that is. Um, And many of those just come with the true cost of maintaining an air ambulance base. So what that looks like um, when I was kind of outlining the process a little bit is having, you know, an on-call staff of doctors, nurses, medical professionals that are ready to go 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. To get into a ready-to-go helicopter or plane to pick you up anywhere is expensive. Paying all of those people, having up-to-date equipment, um, because something like this with air ambulance services, they need to be ready to treat you on that flight to the hospital. So it's a full staff that comes down, doctor, nurse, on the plane, ready with equipment. And so, you know, I think I was given the number that Maintaining all of that actively can be $3 million a year per air medical base. So they said if you break that down, you know, it's pretty expensive to even to just cover all of that and to then look at how much gas costs to fly a helicopter hundreds of miles or to, yeah, just pay those staff and pay those people. And then obviously some money goes to just the, you know, entirety of operations. So, yeah. Well, and you broke it down to how much this costs per mile. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 700 something. Yeah, so for Gretchen's, so that was something that was interesting. Life Flight Network was hesitant um, to give us that those exact numbers, but Gretchen had saved her bill from two years ago. So the base rate that it said, which kind of implies just, yeah, the base fee of getting this plane to pick her son up was a little over $18,000. So that flew from OHSU down to pick them up at River Regional was, yeah, nearly 20000 And then the 201-mile flight back up to OHSU, I think it was... Yeah, around a hundred or seventy dollars, I think, per mile. But then times two hundred, it added up to another. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So total to yeah, that over fifty thousand dollar number. Okay, I, I misspoke. I, for some reason, I the word the number seven hundred something was sticking in my my head, but it was like a hundred something yes, per mile. Still right. very expensive. Yes, yeah, very expensive. Yeah. Um, and you always uh, when you do stories like these, uh, I've always noticed for me at least, I. I sort of get to become a temporary expert, you know, because you've learned so much and it's, it's, it's almost like you're cramming for an exam, I guess. So what were some of your main takeaways from doing this particular project? Yeah, well, I mean, someone like you, Ryan, who said, I have two daughters in the area, you know, that probably puts into a new perspective for you thinking of, does my family have the money offhand to pay for something like this? God forbid we ever need an emergency area ambulance situation. Um, and so that was kind of a big takeaway from me, for me personally, just to even think about that and think about how a story like this can even bring light to that in this area and for families to be able to recognize, you know, this could happen, not that you just necessarily, you know, can always be prepared for emergencies, but just to even have that awareness, I thought was a really big takeaway. And again, even just what Gretchen wanted reaching out in the first place, just her honesty of saying, I've seen this happen, now it's happened to me, and I think people in Medford should know about this. Um, And then with that, I think the other takeaway was looking at how these companies or, you know, People on a grand scale are offering solutions or talking about solutions to this. So, 
Um, LifeLight Network offers memberships that you can have that will alleviate costs dramatically if you're a member annually. And I looked into a great part of the story talks about Mercy Flights, which is a nonprofit air ambulance company that does the same thing. Um, and theirs are also very expensive, again, just with the truth of how much it costs to make this happen. Um, and they also offer memberships like, like LifeLight does. So I think the takeaway is, yeah, it looks at kind of, you know, this is a surging thing, though. It looks like from that government report discussed in the story, um, the numbers have gotten higher every year. So that's um, just an important thing to be aware of, I think, but then also to recognize what people are doing to maybe help alleviate those costs or to have insurance play a bigger role into covering it, but just to bring it back to that personal level of thinking of yourself and your family and what you can do to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Well, and that, I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, one thing that's so um, shocking always about when you have to have some kind of major, major medical procedure uh, even if it's you or your kids, is always just the the sticker shock afterwards because because those bills come you know a month later and it's just like oh right I have to pay for this and so just like being aware of those types of things that it does cost a lot of money and and just um you know for for these things that you you mentioned it earlier you thought you know some people think that this is just part of taken care of or something in, right. in some way. Right. Yeah, that it does cost a lot of money. So yeah, I just the awareness thing I thought was a really key part of this because I. I didn't know. I, I learned a lot reading right. this story. So, um, And did this stoke the fires for you in terms of like wanting to do more health-related journalism stories like this? Or uh, w what was your takeaway there? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if health journalism so much is just in-depth journalism like this. I think it was very valuable as an experience to do this sort of reporting, but also just to see the many sides that play into one simple story. So the first time Gretchen reached out, it was just, again, a few paragraphs of my baby had this, you know, needed a surgery and he was flown and it was so expensive. And in my mind, I thought, oh, I'll just give her a call and this will run in the paper tomorrow. Um, so it was powerful for me to have the experience of working on something for six weeks that kept opening up new turns and looking at, you know, different companies and government reports and public records and the honesty behind this and what people are talking about and what people don't want to talk about. And then the families like the Beasleys who have, you know, been affected by something like this. It kind of, it was important for me, I think, very much so to have done that. And I think absolutely made me interested to continue doing that kind of work that looks a lot of different things, brings in-depth issues or just conversations to light that maybe people didn't know about and now, you know, can have. So absolutely. Great. Well, uh, again, it was a tremendous read, and I definitely recommend that everybody goes and checks it out. Um, I'll include a link in the description uh, below. Uh, but Morgan, thank you for coming on once again. Thank you, Ryan. You've been listening to The Insider. Thanks.